Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Katie Wilkins and I'm an author and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where Brandy meets bludgeoning, Mimosa meets misdemeanour and Port meets prostitution. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. This pitching Mm. is not in a good place mentally. (laughs) I feel like it was son of a bitch. Your fucking blowjob. <laughs> I'm following last month's sellout live show. The drunk women are at it again. Come and see them live at the Pleasance Theatre in London on the 6th of December 2018, where they'll be joined by Susie Ruffle and London Hughes. Now it's time. For drunk women solving crime. We are joined this week by the fantastic Annabelle Port, author, presenter, co-host of the podcast Adrift with Jeff Lloyd. And Annabelle is the author of the book called Annabelle versus the Internet. Welcome, Yay! Annabelle! Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for coming. We would like to kick off the podcast. If you could, Annabelle, tell mm-hmm. us the time you've been the victim of a crime. Okay, yes, I want to tell you about the time that I was taken hostage. <gasps> what? What? Yeah, yeah, I was taken hostage by a pigeon. Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you mean, oh? <laughs> what do you mean, oh? I was hoping this was going to be no, really traumatic. Like, not. Okay, no, sorry. Not even a goose, a pigeon. <laughs> yeah. 
So I was, um, I needed to buy a greetings card. I think it was a birthday card. So I went into a branch of cards galore. Do you mm. familiar with okay. that? The greetings so, card. Yeah, so yes, good. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I went in there and it was just me. And then there was the two girls that worked there who, and they were, they were young. They were like okay. between 16 and 18. And I was their senior by quite some years. <laughs> I was, I think I was in my early 30s at the time. So quite some years. Okay. And I was just browsing for a card. You know, you, you want to pick a nice one, don't you? People, you know, judge yeah. you by the card sure. you send. Yes. Yeah, so I spend some time looking for a card. And then a pigeon flies through the open door and starts flapping about very, very aggressively. Like this pigeon is not in a good place mentally at all. <laughs> or, or physically, really. Like it's a greetings card shot. And he's really flapping about. And it's absolutely terrifying because it was quite a small shop and it's like really kind of like going towards our faces Ooh, and like getting wow, the, the, wow. the young teenage girls are terrified as am I but they're looking to me as their senior <laughs> for help and so I think we need to get out so I say head for the exit <laughs> every, time, every time one of us heads for the exit the pigeon goes there and blocks wow. our way and starts flapping and like he won't let us out he's taken he has actually taken a sausage i don't know why i don't know whether the the feds were after him yeah. or something I, like, I i never found out why he held us hostage but he did oh my god so i was there for quite some time and it was really terrifying and like <laughs> there was one point when i thought i, I could probably make a break for it now on my own yeah, he's distracted but, with yeah, these yeah. young people <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> i couldn't leave these young girls could i like what if they were pecked to death or no. if one got <laughs> stockholm syndrome you know who it was though who? It was FunkyPigeon.com because they, oh. like they are the card guys, oh, right? Yes. So he was wow. like advertising. And never he was, like, it was a very anyway. bad advert. This is a, a very meme that went wrong. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, just be glad it wasn't Moonpig Man because that guy <laughs> <laughs> that guy decapitates people. Yeah. He will eat your face. <laughs> but you'd be glad to know there wasn't a tragic ending. Obviously, I'm still here today. So, so um, what happened? Well, I think in the end I called for a broom. I said, "Have you got a broom?" <laughs> Ah. And I think we somehow ushered him out, you know, so it was oh a, a bit of a flat ending, to be honest. But yeah, I was once held hostage by a pigeon in cards. Yeah. And that was the crime that I was a victim of. Wow. That is serious. <laughs> pigeon crime. You, it sounds like you're good in a crisis, though. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, you weren't there. Because I, I just would have... I might have been overplaying my part. Slightly. Well, you had two suggestions. I would have just screeched. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd still I'm... be in the shop right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that in a crisis, doors become exits. Right. <laughs> Make for the exit. Make for the exit. I didn't say go, I said make for. We're in diehard people. Do you know in um, uh, West Quay, which was uh, a shopping centre in Southampton, I learned this. That, well, I suppose it's in all shopping centres, is they often do get pigeons and birds and stuff flying mm. to the shopping centre, can't get out. Mm. Often they'll get like a guy oh. with a falcon or something like that to come in oh, and the you... falcon will come and it will attack and oh. kill the pigeons oh, yeah. and take the oh, pigeons out. Oh, do you know out. what? I thought it was going to be, and then the bird follows the falcon out. They <laughs> <laughs> all get out no. safely. Make no, the exit. Guided him towards the exit. It's its neck out. Um, No, I don't don't know if it does that. So we should all carry on falcons with us if we would go to cars. Yeah, cars galore needs a falcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's (laughs) That's, what we've learned from this. Although you could call yourself the falcon from now on. (laughs) Yes, because I, you're right. I was the falcon, kind of. Okay, just call me the falcon. Thank you. I need a broom. (laughs) (laughs) Give it to her. She's the falcon. needs a broom get it i i do i do feel for this pigeon i have really? to say not to like get on the perpetrator's side or anything 
Why? Just because I'm wondering what the hell was going on with it. Like, oh. it was obviously, it was traumatized by something, and it was trying yeah. to tell us something. It probably <laughs> just been pecking on a pool of diarrhea or something like that. They normally <laughs> yeah. do. It's probably traumatized by LSD. that. <laughs> <laughs> Pecking on a pool of diarrhea. You're right, right. Sorry. sorry. Never feel bad. <laughs> Beautiful. For That's very poetic, actually. <laughs> I, I won't write the poem. I'll let you do it. Yeah. <laughs> what, like, one of the things we we ask people on this podcast when mm. they tell us their stories is, yeah. what would you say? <laughs> what would you say to that pigeon? <laughs> oh. But I, yeah. Yeah. What I would mean, I say to it? I would say, stay calm in future. Yeah. <laughs> Sound. Don't go near cards galore. <laughs> and stop pecking on that diarrhea. Yeah. And there you go. I would have, I would have led with stop pecking on that diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> like in terms of like life advice. Yeah. True. I'd say stop, stop eating shit. Okay. Then, <laughs> I think yeah. that can apply to everyone as well, can't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I would say. Stop pecking on pools of diarrhea. That's, yeah. Yeah. See, that's, that's nice. That's just good life advice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Another crime solved! Thank you. I feel like we just landed Cards Galore as a sponsor, too. (laughs) It's a second recording. We don't make enough of them. (laughs) Because we get to the second one and, like, Uh, I've had so much ale. Thanks, Brewdog. (laughs) Your punk IPA is making me act like a punk. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Okay, on October the 27th, a person dies in the National Stomach Hospital. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's, that's not, not funny. That's not a thing, is it? Yeah, just it not to is think. a thing. Really? We're going to hear a lot more about it. Is there a hospital for every body part? Yeah. <laughs> that I'm not National qualified to answer. Hospital, okay, sorry, I mean, sorry. there could, there I should about, be. I was about to say, yeah, like an eye hospital, which actually okay. exists. <laughs> we all know that exists, yeah. It's October 27th. A person has died in the National Stomach Hospital after a two-month struggle with toxemia. Mm. The cause of death, now there has been a slight clue uh, there, is heavy metal poisoning. Party on, Wayne! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the autopsy revealed tremendous arsenic levels. Um, Based on nothing, do we think that this is a male or female... (laughs) Dead body. Mm, based on nothing. Okay. <laughs> based on nothing. That's how I like to start. It's, like a, man, yeah. it's a man poisoned by a woman. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice guess. Any yeah. advance on that? I, I'm going to totally agree with that. Okay. Yeah. I also like the expression tremendous arsenic. Levels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh. Tremendous. So it's so impressive. Oh, tremendous. they killed him in an instant. Dr. Absolutely. Morgan, come here. Oh, it's tremendous. Okay. So, so much awesome. I can reveal that Taylor is correct. Oh. And therefore, so are you. Yes. Um, <laughs> we copied her. We copied her work. Don't make a habit of it. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Not consistent. Uh, okay. This is third. Yeah, sorry. I'm just at that level. I can read. <laughs> we know. Ferdinand Alfonsi, and he is a poor Italian day labourer. Um, where does this take place? Now, if you know mm. your stomach hospitals, that's an easy question. Mm. <laughs> yes. I figured it was London, but... Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh, because I... But he was Italian. Mm-hmm. Is that a oh, clue? New York? <laughs> Is oh, it New York? Is it Italy? No. Uh-oh. Should I just keep uh, no. saying cities? Oh. oh, oh, no, I don't Go have on. it. <clears throat> okay. Paris. No. Oh. no. Berlin. They've got a fine stomach hospital. It's Italian. <laughs> it is... Rome. Pennsylvania! Hey! Hey, I'm from Pennsylvania. Oh, and you didn't know about the stomach What city is it in, though? <laughs> Philadelphia, probably. Yes, it is Philadelphia, Philadelphia oh my Pennsylvania. Okay, what year is this? 
1899. Taylor's going with that. Any advance on that? Yeah, I think 1899. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a guess. <laughs> I mean, arsenic is old school, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. I'm thinking probably. I'm going to go 1901 for a little bit of colour. A little okay. bit of fun. Mm. Okay. okay, Hannah is the closest. Yes. Mm. It is 1938. Oh, wow. Yes. That's downright modern, Wilkins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was October 27th, 1938. Um, so uh, someone's died, Philadelphia, poor Italian day labourer. Okay. So far, so what? Enter our three police detectives, not us, uh, <laughs> to crack the case wide open. It's Michael Schwartz, Anthony Franchetti, Samuel Riccardi. They happen to be investigating similar deaths and therefore examine the autopsy results with great interest since it confirmed their suspicion that Alfonsi's death was neither an isolated incident nor accidental. Alfonsi, they believed, was the victim of an organised arsenic murdering operating in Philadelphia and preying on hapless Italian immigrants. Oh, oh man. Hapless, no. They're hapless. Yeah. And I shall tell you for why. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they just can't write. Some of them will read. Oh, um, <laughs> cut that litter up. <laughs> <laughs> and well there's other reasons that we shall get it to it's a bit harsh yeah, it, it does, does, does a bit, does a bit doesn't it so, I've had some conversations Miss Toddler is hapless <laughs> so put this in context in a way that sounds less racially charged okay yes. uh, fun fact uh, in the 1930s Philadelphia uh, the Italian community had grown from 76,734 in 1910 to over 155,000 by 1930. So they had a huge influx of Italian immigrants. Build the wall! Build the wall! <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of them didn't speak English um, or could read or write and uh, they were coming to work and um, there was also a lot more of a superstitious kind of element to how they operated which got preyed upon um because they were so, horribly persecuted yes and loads of racism it's mm. america sure <laughs> <laughs> um like, like britain can talk <laughs> yeah, right. um we do so it <laughs> do we at this point do we think that the perp or perps are uh, male or female oh i thought you had confirmed it was female or were you just confirming no. that first guess just that it was the, just at the well, now, body. if it's an organised mm. group, I'm not so sure. I'm hoping it's an organised group of women, and I love the fact you use the word perps. I love the word perps. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I, I, th I, want, I want it to be a group of women. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So in an ideal we world. We <laughs> in an ideal world, the women are killing everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Just to make a change. It is weird, though, isn't it, that organised crime is often men. Yeah. Like, women are good at organising. Like, yeah, we can, like, multitask. We can, like... They let us clean up the meeting rooms when they finished organising the crime. Uh, yeah, there are often supportive wives behind uh, that. <laughs> pretending not to know anything. Yeah, I'm going to go with, like, supportive wives. I think okay. it's men. Okay. But it's um, men. Well, now, there are some women involved, which we'll get to. Um, and there is a woman suspect, which we'll also get to. But this is a crime gang which is headed by these two male Italian immigrant cousins, Herman and Paul Petrillo. And they immigrated in 1910. They got in on the ground floor before everybody else came. They got in early and these are some bad guys. So they're um, Italian. They're Italian Pre non Italians. Too. Yes. Oh no. Um, and Whoa. they, right, also, they are um, using poison to kill. This is toxic masculinity. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> 
Um, that was terrible, and you may all now punch me in the face. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Did you say the names were Herman and Paul? Yes. Do you think Paul was jealous of Herman's <laughs> name or vice versa? <laughs> I feel like Good question. Yeah, I think Herman got the short straw, didn't he? There. <laughs> um, now they didn't. They had a, a, an official front to their business. Um, get we're gonna just get all the stereotypes out of the way now. Their legit business was selling pasta, spaghetti, etc. Oh, we, we should have got um, to guess that. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I should have done. shown us up. Yeah, yeah. Really I was trying to like food. I was, I was like, it's, it's a food. Like, no, exactly. Yeah. We would get told to rewrite that in a script. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 Like such hack Italian. Um, so over the next fifteen months, um, the Philadelphia Police and the District Attorney's Office uncovered an intricate, bizarre tale of conspiracy, serial murder, fraud, witchcraft, and even Satanism Whoa. centered in Philadelphia's Italian community. But I'm not going to be able to cover all that in the time that we have. Um, but I can tell you that the arsenic ring employed an unusual method in selecting its victims. What do you think that that was? And I have Ooh. given you some clues. Okay. We said something about the poor, uneducated amongst yeah. them. Mm -hmm. They had to be hapless. They had to be hapless. Yeah. That's a given. <laughs> now, they couldn't read or write, so they didn't do it via books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Strategically um, placed books no. near them. Okay, so I'm narrowing it down. Sorry, okay. so bear reason? with me. Typically, the members of this gang, posing as faith healers and witch doctors, would offer services to vulnerable and superstitious Italian immigrants seeking medical or spiritual care. After securing a person's confidence, the ring member would ensure the individual's spouse or relative poison the target and collect the money from the insurance policies after the victim died, sometimes with the, the family not even knowing that that has happened. Um, a lot of the immigrants didn't speak English, so sometimes the policies were made out to these criminals to collect the money. It's not even made out to them. No. Um, and so the victims had just signed with an X or something, um, and they didn't even know what it said. Um, so it's a nasty, sad business. Um, so what do we think helped them crack this case? What was their big break? that helped them going forwards. Mm. Did one of them go to a witch doctor? So it's a witch doctor. Yes, that's one of the guises that they take. So they're kind of infiltrating another way that they did it, which I'll get to, but I'll just tell you this now and then I won't have to read this word for word, um, is they would, some of the, like, there'd be Italian women that would need abortions and they'd get referred to this doctor. They had an official physician on their, on their team of witch doctors and he would do the abortions and then he would blackmail them to, um, wow. I'm going to tell everyone you've had an illegal abortion Whoa. or you have to take an insurance policy out and give somebody in your family this poison type of thing. So it was Whoa. quite, they kind of just would prey on everybody any way they could. So, so just it, basically vulnerable people, people who believe yeah. in witch doctors and yeah. need abortions. Or just needed abortions. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, I think that's a really good reason why abortions should stay legal because otherwise women are just going to have to kill their husbands to get abortions. <laughs> <laughs> it's a compelling argument. That's a great picket. That's a great picket. Let yeah. happen. It's a slogan. <laughs> Keep it legal or we'll kill our husbands. <laughs> yeah, if it affects men, then yeah. people then will they'll, start then they'll give to a shit. take notice. Yeah. yeah. This affects all of us. <laughs> Wait. But how did they crack the case, you asked so, us? Yeah. Yes. I mean, people are turning up dead from poison. And it's looking not suspicious until... Mm. I'll just I'll just tell you. Okay. Um, <laughs> basically, there's an informant. They did no police work whatsoever. Somebody just came and told them. Oh, okay. And what do you think they... How do you think they treated the informant? Killed them. Oh, sorry. Good guess. Oh, thank you. Did so they torture her for no, information? How do you think the police... None of came so to uh, them. somebody came to the police and said, look, there's some dodgy stuff happening. 
you got to look into this. What do you think the police's response to that was? Yeah, we're busy. Yes. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. They, uh... George Meyer is the informant. He comes forward. He's the owner of an upholstery cleaning business. Um, in June 1938, George Meyer gets released from jail. I don't. They don't say why he was in jail because he's supposed to be running a cleaning business, um, and he needs $25 to start his business. Okay, so he's pre-business anyway. Um, he approached Herman Petrillo for a loan. Petrillo, and as we know, that's one of the killers. Um, Petrillo ins- instead offered him his choice of $600 cash or $2,500 in counterfeit dollars if he will kill Alfonsi. <laughs> So as we know, Alfonsi oh. is the uh, the dead guy in the hospital, in the stomach hospital. I'm not a financial expert, but that's a big discrepancy. <laughs> yeah. Um, $600 or my fist up your ass. No, just kidding. 200000 <laughs> Counterfeit. Um, so by, and he wants accent. him to kill him by hitting him in the head with a lead pipe and throw off, uh, throwing him down a flight of stairs. Petrillo explained to Mayer that the death must resemble an accident so that a double indemnity premium could be collected from Alfonsi's insurance company. So he said, make it look like an accident, but smash him around the head with a yeah. lead pipe. Yeah, for, some, an accident? for some reason, yeah. he thinks smashing him with a lead pipe and then him falling downstairs looks like an accident. He was hapless, though. So they're so, like, yeah. yeah. Hapless <laughs> people are always falling yeah. downstairs. And smashing <laughs> lead pipe. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're promoted, Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so Mayer um, accompanied Petrillo to the Alfonso household, but ultimately refused to commit the crime. So he turns informant and approached the Philadelphia police regarding Petrillo's murder proposal, but they ignored him, believing that he suffered from, and I quote, an over ima- overactive imagination. Wow, and he wasn't even a woman. That's the He's kind not of even thing a woman. they would immediately say about a woman. No, that is Nobody anti-Italian prejudice. <laughs> Just as bad. <laughs> um... So yeah, he. Uh, so then, Maya contacted William A. Landovich, head of the United States Secret Service branch in Philadelphia. Um, and although this guy is skeptical about Maya's story, um, he discovered that Petrillo was wanted for counterfeiting and bootlegging, and assigned Agent Stanley B. Phillips to the case. So Phillips, the new detective assigned to the case, goes undercover because obviously that's the first thing you have to do with that Italian name Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> um and he established his cover as a professional assassin, met with Petrillo and told him that he would be willing um to fulfill the contract. They discussed various methods of murdering the Italian laborer including drowning him, hitting him with an automobile, bludgeoning him with a metal pipe or preferably a sandbag which supposedly left little to no trace of impact and resembled a brain hemorrhage. Yay! That's wow. a great one. If anybody's listening to the podcast for tips on how to murder, <laughs> uh, that's a great one. I've never heard we that We haven't talked before. about sandbagging. <laughs> oh, wait, I think... <laughs> Hang on, wait. Wow. I mean, we have. <laughs> I think wait. autopsies have moved on slightly since then, though. Like, I think, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry if you were planning ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is very much a 1930s <laughs> way of getting away yeah, with a crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Petrillo allegedly supplied Mayer with a tailored black sandbag for the occasion. A black sandbag? Whoa. That's so pretty sexy, isn't Ta- it? Did you say tailored? Yes. Wow. Taylor. <laughs> like, like, measure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 initials were in gold on it or something. It's so fancy. <laughs> it's the fanciest murder <laughs> weapon. Yeah. It had like a tuxedo <laughs> design oh, on it. It's really classy. It is so classy. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Okay, so whatever the method chosen to kill Alfonso Philip's primary objective was to solicit counterfeit money from Petrillo because then he could prosecute him for that. Right. So while agreeing to fulfill the contract on Alfonso in exchange for the $500, Philip simultaneously attempted to buy counterfeit currency. Petrillo, however, had problems securing additional counterfeit money, delaying the deal for three weeks. During the transaction, Phillips pressed Petrillo about the Alfonso contract. Petrillo informed Phillips and Maya that the murder would no longer be necessary because Alfonso had been admitted to the hospital and was seriously ill. Mm. Maya's quoted Petrillo as stating the, and I'm quoting this, expletive deleted in source, must have nine lives because we gave him enough arsenic to kill six men. Ooh, Ooh, let's guess the expletive, shall we? (laughs) That is literally what I was about to say. (laughs) What do we think it was? Fucker. I feel like it was son of a bitch because it's like, you know, the 1930s. But also, watching The Sopranos, I feel like it's probably going to be like cunt or something. (laughs) (laughs) I remember hearing once an expletive. What was it? I think it was on Ramsey's uh, Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares. And somebody (laughs) called somebody said, you're fucking (laughs) blowjob. Oh my god! Isn't it? So I think you're fucking blowjob. Yeah, it could be. I loving sexual acts. (laughs) I (laughs) can't. I do it. I gave a fucking cunny lingus. (laughs) (laughs) Another mystery solved by the drug women. (laughs) Are we right? Oh, you don't know. I really, I really don't know because it's deleted by the source. Oh. Because in the 1930s, they gave a shit about swearing, <laughs> but not women or minorities. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nothing's changed. Secret Service agents remain dubious about the murder conspiracy, but they arrested Petrillo and charged him with counterfeiting. By this time, however, Philadelphia detectives Schwartz, Francesi, and Riccardi, the guys we met at the beginning, um, the, uh, had learned of Maya's story and arrested the spaghetti salesman. That's Petrillo. They're just <laughs> adding a bit of colour. Um, on September the 27th for attempted murder. Now, this is where we get our female perp. Oh, nice. Great. Um, great. <laughs> female and perp. I'm so happy. <laughs> keep, keep going, keep going. So Alfonsi's wife, Stella, had been arrested as well, but the police were forced to release both her and Petrilli. Uh, because they failed conclusively to establish their guilt at a magistrate's hearing. Um, and that, why do we think this was as well? Just like, why do you think they might have been released in, in, on September 27th? Oh. And we know that he dies on October 27th. Just because he's not dead yet? Yes. Ah. So it's I just. could be a magistrate. Ooh. Yeah, so it's just attempted murder at this point. Ah. Which isn't a crime. Well, it is a crime, but they don't give a shit. <laughs> So, which um, isn't a crime. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that's just, just don't make it work. <laughs> this has been Gady Wilkins <laughs> on murder. This is not serious, it's just attempted murder. 
Uh, it was September. He's still fighting for his life, poor little Alfonsi, in that stomach hospital. And then in October, he dies. Phew, now it's a crime. Um, his death provides the necessary evidence against the couple, and police arrested them a second time. So Mrs. Alfonsi was the beneficiary of several policies from the home life insurance company, uh, totaling $8,250, which was a lot of money in the 1930s. Uh, curiously, the detectives learned from interviews with Alfonsi, poor little dying Alfonsi, just before his death, that he had been unaware of owning any insurance. Oh, um, oh I'm starting to put something together here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going. Yeah, yeah, Alfonsi's yeah. on it. <laughs> <laughs> She's swooping in. <laughs> she certainly is. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> he had applied for coverage several times, but each time a response arrived in the mail, his wife informed him that he'd been rejected. So mm. Alfonsi was in no position to question his wife's veracity because he was unable to read English. Mm. So she was lying to him. Oh, yes. boy. Yes. I was allowed to take out loads of life insurance. You were in the 1930s. <laughs> they then Whoa. did decide to close the loops a little bit. Um, but so the wow. detectives start looking into similar cases, Italian immigrants, double indemnity, etc. And the insurance companies are very happy to help them because they can get out of paying the money. So curious and interesting things emerge from these files. With all these deaths, uh, the intending physicians had typically classified the deaths of normal policyholders as one of three illnesses, pneumonia, gastroenteritis, or heart attack. Um, but on the other hand, if the insured happened to own a policy with a double indemnity clause, the subject's death was usually more violent. And then, hooray, poor little Alfonso's autopsy report furnished the answers as to why these illnesses were blamed. Large amounts of arsenic were, were present in his corpse, but because arsenic is an inorganic metallic compound, it is virtually undetectable when slipped into someone's food or drink. Uh, while minute traces of arsenic are always present in the body, larger quantities are obviously extremely lethal. After a person ingests the poison it, poison, it accumulates in most of the body's vital organs, including stomach, lungs, liver and kidneys. As the various organs become engorged, their tissue degenerates, which can result in an abdominal distentation and inflammation. Stomach lung hospital. <laughs> obviously, you need to go to the stomach hospital. Yeah. Wow. Fever, diarrhea and, of course, excruciating pain, which made the deaths look like pneumonia, etc., but although the ring members believed that arsenic was, as they called it, a miracle drug because of its deadly effects and the ease of secretly administering it to a victim through food or drink, they failed to consider that the poison is metallic substance which will not decompose. So police, therefore, only had to exhume the remains of suspected victims and submit them to chemical analysis to find the incriminating physical... So they only had to... All they had to do, you guys, was just dig up. They only had to exhume shitloads of corpses. That's all they had. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. That's all they had to do. Uh, so they got together a crack team to dig up the corpses, which comprised of physicians, chemists, pathologists, toxologists, and even undertakers. This is grim. Yeah. It is grim, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. And they made a huge case. There were loads of cases, the details of which we do not have time for now. (laughs) 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 Some of the reports that I read, the Petrillo cousins actually formed a matrimonial agency during the 1930s to help widowed women remarry and get life insurance policies for their new husbands. (gasps) So I don't know. I couldn't. There was so much about this online. I couldn't. I feel like I dated a Petrillo. (laughs) (laughs) It's bringing back some memories. It's bringing you a lot of food and drink. (laughs) Yeah. So other were women dissatisfied with their marriages looking for romance type po- Viagra basically uh, for their local witch doctor although some of the wives knew that and this is called La Fatura a love potion was really a deadly poison others had been told that it was actually a stronger love potion that was 
They didn't know that it was fatal. So after the husband died, the widow maintained her silence for fear that she would be indicted as an accomplice in the murder since she had sort of had prior knowledge of the substance's possible effects. And all she was trying to do was get her end away. Oh. This isn't what I meant by stiff. (laughs) 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 The falcon is combusting. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, my poise. Uh, Focus. Let's go. Just knowing who to prey on, though, like, okay, well, yeah. here's a target market. Women yeah. who need abortions. Here's a target market. Women who want to help their husbands with their problems. Like, yeah. just really, like, finding every angle. Patrillo! I mean, they really cornered the market. I mean, you really did. Very enterprising. <laughs> really? Enterprising. Really very clever. Um, very clever. Final twist. Herman Patrillo was actually having an affair with Stella Alfonsi. The little hospital guy's wife. Why do you oh. keep calling him little? By the way, you're like, oh, poor little Alfonsi. Like, was he a small man? Are you just like, are you just minimizing the dead? You know what? Oh. I'm just patronizing okay. him. But, but in my head, it's affectionate. So Stella yeah. was having an affair with Herman Patrillo. With Patrillo. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, I mean, he's a risky guy to do it yeah. with. So the poor little dead guy at the hospital. Poor big guy at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that makes it any better, can <laughs> Okay. Here is my question for you three cops. Okay. Do you think that Stella was found guilty or not guilty when it went to trial? Oh. Yeah. Mm. Now you're stumped. I think not guilty. I think she got away with it. Not guilty. That's, my, that's my guess. Annabelle, yes. nice guess, yes. nice guess. Yes. Any maybe maybe she didn't even definitely do it. I mean, do we think she definitely did it? Because, oh. you know, it doesn't have to necessarily mean that she did Oh, it. maybe Herman wanted to get rid of him because he wanted to tell her all to himself. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it might be Herman. So I okay. think that the very reasonable people at the police department <laughs> <laughs> realised that maybe it wasn't her. Okay. And what do you think, Taylor? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking along other lines that I know they're investigating all this, but I feel like there has to be a corrupt sector of the police department right. that are getting paid off by the Patrillos. Like, okay. they're oh, organized crime. That's the yeah. first thing they go for is they get people on their side. So sure. I just feel like they would they would either make her go down for it so that they have <sighs> well, a, pawn, a or a pawn, or they protect her. It depends how good she is okay. in bed, frankly. <laughs> interesting, interesting. <laughs> how good she is at sandbagging. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta aim it right. Um, I can oh, now reveal no. that Annabelle and Hannah are correct. Uh, she was found not guilty. Oh, she was successfully defended by the brilliant advocate Raymond Alexander Pace. I do not know how he did it. There is no more information on that subject. Okay. Do you think the Petrillo cousins were found guilty or not guilty? Well, I mean, what you're saying about the police there, I think not guilty. I think they got away with it, yeah. Interesting, yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm going to have to uh, do an Annabelle go and with- go with Annabelle. <laughs> 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 Conspiracy theory. Yeah. Sure, I think so. I align with Annabelle. Okay. You are all fired. No. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> They're very responsible. Um, yeah, they were convicted of first oh. degree murder. Wow. They were el- executed by electric <gasps> chair oh. in 1941. In fact, at his trial, Herman Petrillo, on the March the 22nd, when the jury returned a guilty verdict with a surprising recommendation that he be sentenced to death, he was so enraged by what he perceived as a miscarriage of justice 
but Trillo <laughs> attempted to attack the jury. <laughs> oh my God. He had to be restrained by four bailiffs who physically led him from the courtroom. Always a good look, that I think. <laughs> Uh, so a total of 14 people from the Petrillo Cousins gang were sentenced to life imprisonment. Herman and Paul both went to electric chair. We solved the crime! Yay! <laughs> Drunk women solving crime. This listener crime mm. from, let's say, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget to ask her if you can use her real name? Yes. <laughs> okay. I like it. Um... It's more of a moral quandary. It is a crime, though. Okay. Um, she says, I work in a hotel bar, and every now and then my co-worker keeps just drinking the drinks <laughs> um, behind in the back bit where no one can see, or sometimes where people can see. The odd beer or... <laughs> <laughs> The odd beer or WKD. Is that WKD? That's a drink, right? Sure. Oh, sure. You're, you're showing yourself to be of a certain age there. Is that a drink? Well, like, I know it's, but then I suddenly panicked that I've got the letters the wrong way around. Or you should call it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's supposed <laughs> to be wrong. It's supposed like to be. My friend's mum called In Excess Inksy. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. It's a bit like that. <laughs> That's me. I'm yeah. your friend's mum. <laughs> I can't work the TV anyway. <laughs> um, so Isn't it supposed to look like Wicked? Isn't that the Yes. Word? So I have got it the right way around. Yeah. Um, this is why copy-paste is dangerous. Um, but then, um, yes, yeah, basically bottled drinks is what we should take from that part okay. of this thing. At uh, first, I assumed we must be allowed to do that. But now our manager has noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Must be able to help yourself. Yeah. Right, okay. and, and says it's a problem. I'm 12 and I work in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really understand commerce. <laughs> um, and he says it's a problem that stock is unaccounted for. I don't know what to do. Ooh. What should we tell Rebecca to oh. do? I, I feel bad because I, I have also done this. <gasps> Not in a bar. When I was a teenager and worked in a news agent, yeah. I used to go around the back and pretend that I was like getting stuff from the stockroom and I'd be shoving penny sweets <gasps> in my mouth. Nice. Yeah, terrible. Nice. It's a so- victimless crime. <laughs> <laughs> Since closed down that news agents, but no, no. Oh. <laughs> It's not going to be the yeah. penny sweet margin. No. Yeah. <laughs> We're a penny away from bankruptcy. <laughs> I know, all those fried eggs I had and white mice. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure I'm in a position to give any advice, seeing as I've also committed yeah. this crime. I don't know. Well, am I? well this I is know. it. So our advice could be keep stim. Mm. Keep stim, love. Is it a chain? Did you say it's a chain? Because then, like, you don't care, do you? But if it's a small independent, I you do. I don't think it's a chain. Okay. But she didn't say. Mm. Do we know how old this chap is that's stealing the boots? I've got the impression they're all in their early 20s because right. they're working in a bar. Because the thing is, if he was like in his 50s and still drinking WKD, <laughs> I'd respect yeah. him enough. I'd be like, you know what? You're a man that likes the you, sweeter things in life. You've made a choice. <laughs> and we salute you. Yeah, I would. I, you know, listen up, listeners. The, uh, next time you see somebody over 50 drinking a WKD, go up to them, shake their hand <laughs> and take a picture and send it in to us. Because I just want to buy my my dad a WKD this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just be like, Dad, we pose with this because it's just, you know. One Christmas, I once saw my dad drinking an Alco Pop and it was called Green Fairy. And it, and it, was, and it was an Alco Pop that had absinthe in it. Wow. I'm not sure they still sell it, but yeah, my dad oh, so in his 70s. In the 90s, there were so many Alco Pops and they came and went. Right, it must have been around like, then. Yeah, there was like yeah. hooch, but then there was all these Green Fairy things. Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 But the dilemma is she right by the business and yeah. tell them or make somebody lose their job yeah. over some minor 
I mean, possibly major expressions. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this guy, though. Maybe he's really starting the party. Like, he's yeah. a bit drunk. He's like, and he's on the bar and everyone's doing shots because of him. And he's actually bringing more business because he's got the party started. Yes. Mm. He's a pro yeah. stimulator. That's, that's a possibility. That's And that's good for business. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. probably generating more money than he's stealing. Exactly. It's an investment. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> he's like, it's, it's an investment in fun days. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. like how pimps sleep with the prostitutes yeah it's funny because my moralistic side is like of course of course you tell on them because that's wrong because it's stealing but i know if i were in that situation i'd be like i'm uncomfortable but yeah I'm not gonna do it's anything. hard right also is yeah. it stealing if you don't know it's stealing well so she didn't know but now she does know no but him because oh, do you think he you, thinks it's okay well him drinking it in the back makes me think he knows it's wrong <laughs> yeah but him Ooh. drinking it in the front, as you say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, in full is, view of everyone. Yeah, it's like, is he doing that? Because also, I've worked in bars, and when it's busy or everyone's having a great time, there is and have one yourself, love. Yeah. Right. yeah. So is yeah. there an element that he's having his one himself? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, Katie, like, what? Are you Rebecca? <laughs> I think we're all Rebecca. <laughs> Maybe he thinks he's an advert. Like well, he's advertising yeah, like a marketing tool. Like, look yeah. how fun and great I look. Like I it's, it's either that or it's like no one's around. So he's out the front drinking it. And then when the manager comes back, he's out the back. You know, like what? I, went, I remember I worked in a bar for about a week. <laughs> how good I was at it. But, um, but I remember, yeah, it was a thing of if someone says, oh, and have one for yourself. Yeah. They're always like, oh, we just add a quid on to the bill. Yeah, bill. yeah, and then you split yeah. it at the end. Yeah. 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 Quid? That's not a drink. No, sort of I like... would always take 220. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. Yeah. That was a shot at the time, I think. Oh, I don't know. I had my, I had my reasons. It was... <laughs> but I always thought if somebody says, oh, and have one yourself, you, I mean, it would yeah. be offensive, like, because that suggests you're just going to have a lemonade. Do you think yeah. people still say that? Do you have one yourself? I don't know. Yeah, they did in where I worked. Okay. But it wasn't very salubrious, so they did say it. Yeah, certainly okay. not in London. You'd be yeah. bankrupt by the day. <laughs> by the day. So you have a one nine pound gin and tonic and have one yourself. <laughs> oh, wait, we're bankrupt. <laughs> I would have a word with the person first. Mm, confront and just them. say, yes, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, and just yes. be like, look, I don't, I don't want to make a big thing of this. Yeah. I don't have a problem. And it's just, I keep catching you doing it. Yeah. And, I think maybe um, we're not supposed to. Yeah. Mm. So like, do you want to come forward or stop? I bought you this <laughs> bottle of booze that you can sip from <laughs> in the toilets. <laughs> I, buy, I got you some toilet bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've made some toilet hooch. Uh, uh, I, I do think that's the answer, yeah. Don't get them yeah. sacked. That's yeah. yeah. They yeah. need this job. Yeah. They're an alcoholic. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> We've been a really big helper. Yeah, probably. Genuinely. Genuinely, sadly, probably the most helpful we've ever been. (laughs) (laughs) We just give an alcoholic more alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've not done great here. Just delay his rock bottom, cushion that landing. There you go, Rebecca. (laughs) Is there anything you would like to plug, Annabelle? Your marvellous book. Oh, yes, please, yes. <laughs> um, so I've got a book out at the moment, and yes. it's called Annabelle versus the Internet. I love it already. Thank you. Well, then, I won't say anything more. <laughs> and you can get it on Amazon and some bookshops, not many. So is it out already? <laughs> oh, yes, that in April. Oh, wicked. Yes, yes. Um, and you can buy it. I think it's around about £7.50. Very reasonable. And some people have enjoyed it. 
including my mother and my father. Ooh. So there you go. That's the big one. That's the big one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you fighting the internet physically? Well, you actually want to know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I used to do a radio show with Jeff Lloyd, who I now do a podcast with. Yes. And he used to set me different challenges every week. And it started off because he thought I was a complete Luddite because I wouldn't join Twitter. Yes, because I thought it was just, it was, you know, just people. You know, doing pictures of their dinner and stuff, and which it largely is. Which it largely is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like really racist <laughs> yeah. on top yeah. of that. Like you're you're not wrong. I just didn't get it. I didn't get it at all. Mm-hmm. Sure. And um, so I, I was refusing it, and he said I was a luddite, even though at the time I think I owned a PS3, a microwave. Like it wasn't. I wasn't a luddite. I had a mobile phone. Digital camera. So he started challenging me to beat the internet. So each week, initially, so the first one was Twitter. He said, well, "If you think you're better than Twitter, do your own Twitter page offline." So I had my own dead letter drop where oh. I had a Twitter page <laughs> hidden in a tree, a sort of sapling, on Carnaby Street. And uh, some people came along and gave their little updates, including oh, a dog I remember, which is quite surreal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm assuming it was their owner. Cool. Um, and then I did Facebook, celebrity gossip sites. So oh, Google wow. Images, all like all the different sort of major sort of um, website so cool. things, and then when we ran out of those, you just started setting other random things like um, become immortal and solve the world's economy <laughs> and invent right some new clothing, and and I did them all, wow. and and then I did loads of them. I did about three hundred of them, and I thought Whoa. I think maybe thirty of them might be good enough for a book, cool. so I did a book. Oh man, that's so exciting! Yeah. Yes, so, um, that's so yes. Cool. I sort of want to know. What I the, love what it. What did the dog say? <laughs> <laughs> what was the message? What was the dog really sweet? Updates. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't remember. So I don't think it's massively interesting. It might have been I had some win a lot or something. I don't know. Um, so yes, the book and the podcast as well, adrift that I do with Jeff Lloyd. Yes. Um, which you can find wherever you find podcasts. Also so you, available on Acast. Yes, iTunes, Acast, wherever you get your podcasts, is there. Excellent. Awesome. And that's all we have done. Yay! Thank you so much. Thank you. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman. Music by The Lion and the Wolf. If you would like to, you can follow us on Drunk Women Pod on Twitter. On Facebook and Insta, we are Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And also, if you have a crime that you would like us to solve, write it on a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Thank you to ACAS and thank you for listening. Bye! And how's everyone else going for drinks? I'm good. Actually, pour some wine into my beer. (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.